Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, hey, hey, ladies, how are you? Are you having a great week? Are you enjoying the summer? Oh, it is just beautiful. I hope that you are able to just spend some quality time with your friends and your family this summer. I hope that you can carve out maybe even some vacation time or maybe even a long weekend and just enjoy this beautiful time of the summer. This week, we're going to be talking about standing up to fear. I've had so many conversations of late on this topic. And while I've done a couple of other episodes on fear, I thought I'd come at it again, only with some additional thoughts. So stay tuned for those because I'm going to bring those up here in just a couple of minutes. I like to teach that there's an unhealthy fear and a healthy fear. So often people lump all fear into the unhealthy fear category. But if we look at the Bible, we can see that there are actually the two different categories, unhealthy fear and healthy fear. For example, Proverbs chapter 31 verse 30 tells us a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 10 reads, The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Then throughout scripture, we are told, fear not, (laughs) in numerous times. So it could lead to the question, well, which is it then? (laughs) Well, if you read the context of the times the Bible says to fear not, it is included in some sort of instruction given to us as we live our lives. In other words, the Lord may be giving us direction of some kind, and because he knows us so well, he adds the words, fear not. The healthy fear, then, is helping to develop trust and build our faith as we follow what God is saying or how he may be leading us. And fearing the Lord, as we read in the verses from Proverbs that I just mentioned from Proverbs chapter 31 and Proverbs chapter 9, reminds us that we are to have a fear of the Lord. But here's the thing. If we don't understand what that means or are filtering that through an unhealthy experience in an earthly relationship, that really could cause some angst in some people. In other words, maybe you were raised in a home that there was just just a lot of fear and control. Maybe, you know, like maybe with your dad, maybe you had an unhealthy relationship with your dad or some other male figure. It doesn't always have to be a male figure. It can also be a female figure, but oftentimes it's with a male figure. And because those things haven't been resolved on the inside of us, so in other words, there's like unhealed wounds and we're still like just kind of bound to that type of experience that we had, we will filter then when we hear have a fear of the Lord, we will filter that through an unhealed experience that we had in an earthly relationship. When God is not 
like your dad. God is is not like your dad or your other person that you had a relationship with that really caused a lot of angst and timidity in you, maybe like even cowering or being afraid to approach that person. God is not that person. He is not that person. Having a fear of the Lord means to revere him as holy and righteous, deserving of our praise. He is holy, we are not. He is sovereign, we are not. He is infallible, we are not. Fearing the Lord then has nothing to do with coming before him in timidity or being afraid of him. So unhealthy fear versus healthy fear. Really important that we distinguish those two different things. If we understand then that God created us with emotions and fear is an emotion, it helps us to reframe fear and rather than working harder to avoid the feeling of fear when the Lord is perhaps doing a new thing in our lives or calling us to step out into something new or even exercise our faith in an area We can be women who choose to feel fear, but we give an obedient yes anyway. In other words, we do it afraid. I feel afraid, but God, I see that you are in this and I'm going to trust you. I know that this is stretching my faith, but I'm going to give you an obedient yes and I'm going to follow you. I've done that many times. I mean, starting She Rises, starting this podcast, writing books. I mean, all of those different things that fear, you know, would show up in my life and, 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 you know, really ask me, is anybody going to care? Does anybody care that you start a podcast? Is anybody going to show up? Is anybody going to want to listen? Is anybody going to read your books? Will anybody find any value in it? Is anybody going to come to your conferences? Does anybody really care? What are people going to think? All of those things are fear based. And so while we can feel the feeling of fear, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that you feel fear. It's what you do with it when when it shows up in your life. That's what matters. So I want to help you. I want to, I, I really just want to help you move beyond and stand up to the feeling of fear instead of allowing fear to dictate whether or not you say yes to the Lord, whether or not you will follow him into that new thing that he's doing in your life. God, God's heart for you was never for fear to show up in your life and allow it to back you into a corner or cause you to lose your voice somehow. And, you know, you're no longer speaking up or sharing your opinion or sharing your faith or your testimony or just knocking you down. That's not God's heart for you. He wants you to find strength and courage in him and mix that courage and that strength with your faith and stand up to fear because in Christ you can. In him, Philippians chapter four, verse 13 says, In Christ, I can do all things because he strengthens me. I'm paraphrasing there. In Christ, I can do all things. You see, it's not, it's not up to me. It, it's not it's not about me. It's not about how strong I am. It's not about how hard I can work to avoid the feeling of fear. No, no, no. It's not about that. I need to, I need to refocus. I need to reframe this and say, you know what? I do feel, I do feel afraid. I do feel fear and I'm afraid of this particular outcome, but I know that God is calling me to do this. And so I'm going to do it afraid. I think that that's where the Lord wants you and I to reach in our faith. 
All right. Remember at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned I would be adding a few thoughts to this topic. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. Buckle in. Over the past several months, I've been asked numerous times or have heard comments about seeking signs for direction. I have seen it in different interviews that that I have watched online. I've heard it being suggested on other shows, other, you know, different kinds of conversations. And what I'm about to say may step on a few toes, but I am committed to being a woman of biblical truth. And I really do want God's best for you, every single one of you. I'd rather hear uncomfortable truth than listen to comfortable lies. How about you? I hope that you say, yeah, that's me too. I know that sometimes truth makes me a little uncomfortable and it kind of is like sandpaper (laughs) um, rubbing off the rough edges in my faith. But you know what? I know that I'm going to be better for it. My faith is going to be better for it if I hear uncomfortable truth. And so um, I'd rather hear that than listen to comfortable lies. I hope that that's you on the other end of this. Because here's the thing, God's people aren't to be seeking signs through tarot cards, palm reading, horoscopes, or other things like those. I'd even go as far as to say that God's people aren't to be seeking signs in creation. Okay, so hold on. Before you touch the button and you turn me off, hear me out. I'm going to explain this. And on, um, and if you give me a couple minutes, I'm going to unpack this. So, so just bear with me. Some would argue that the Bible records people asking God for a sign. And, you know, they would be correct. There are accounts of that. The Bible says that we could expect miracles signs, and wonders to follow us as we step out to fulfill the call of God on our lives. But here's the thing. I have actually asked the Lord to show me if an upcoming decision is in his will. I've prayed that. God, show me. There's there's something right now, if I'm going to be honest, there is something right now that I know the Lord has been asking me to do, and he really kind of started prompting me and speaking to me actually last fall, and I've been, you know, sort of praying into it, and he's been kind of pushing me a little bit to really kind of step in with with both feet and be all in and into this new thing that he is leading me into, and it has been challenging for me, if I'm going to be honest, because it's requiring me to let go of some things that I hold really near and dear to me, things that I, like years ago, I had been like actually prayed for. I fasted for those things and I wept tears over those things, believing believing God to have that very thing in my life. And so now with with just, you know, seasons coming to an end and God closing doors and, and that he's, you know, doing a new thing in my life, he's asking me to let go of some things. And it has been really hard. <laughs> it has really been stretching my faith. And so oftentimes in my prayer in my prayer with the with the lord i have been asking him god show me that i'm hearing from you right god show me that you are in this and that that you are the one that is leading me to this because I know the weight of that decision. And so that's why I have been seeking him so earnestly in prayer for for direction, for confirmation, because 
if I really truly let go of that, I mean, it's a really big decision. And so it's not lost on me that the weight of that decision is really a big deal. And I want to make sure that that God is in it, that this is this is the Lord, like this is his leading, that God, I'm hearing your voice because I don't want I don't want my emotions to be the the factor in my decision making. I don't want a bad experience to be the factor in my decision making. I don't want anything in my own just everyday life, right? I mean, sometimes we un, unwisely make decisions because we're just simply tired or we're burnt out or we've been, you know, burning the candle at both ends and we we make we make decisions based in those times and that's never wise because when we get to the other side and we overcome and we we get to the other side of you know being exhausted we take some time off whatever we get to the other side and we realize ay 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 i made that decision in haste i made that decision based out of whatever and you know what that really wasn't god's plan for me i don't want to do that because here's the thing i have done that so many times and i don't want to do that again and because the again this decision is a really big decision it's carries a lot of weight and it will be very impactful not only in my life but the lives of many other people so I really want to seek the Lord. And I think that there's there's this this beautiful place of just combining and marrying the two the two factors in our decision making of at some point we just have to trust the Lord and then also just being confident that you know what I can apply the brakes here. I don't have to apply pressure to myself. I can take the weight off of off of my shoulders, the pressure that I am adding to myself, and I can take quality time, adequate time and seek the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's like a marrying of those two things and we're going to get to that here in in just a moment. So yes, I have asked the Lord to show me if an upcoming decision is in his will. But when asking that in prayer, I'm not seeking a certain cloud <laughs> formation, an eagle to fly over me or a particular parking stall to be open for me. And I know that you're probably laughing and you're probably thinking, well, duh, Susan. Uh, I mean, <laughs> who would even think that? I know that those things sound silly but you know what? They are actual things I've been hearing people seeking after as a sign from the Lord. And I just think, man, ah, God, God, get a hold of your people and show them that they don't have to seek a sign from you in those various methods, but that that you want to speak to them, that you want to you want to help build their faith and you want them to trust in you. Here's the thing. When I ask the Lord to show me what I'm doing, what I'm praying, actually, is I'm believing that he will show me through his word as I sit down and I spend time in his word, that he's going to 
speak to me in his word, thereby showing me in his word what his will is, confirming what I believe he's speaking to me. Another thing, um, sometimes how he will show me that, that yes, you are hearing from me, is he will give me like a peace deep within me, a peace that does not make sense. Because, for example, I might be uh, in a decision-making process where this particular decision might raise some eyebrows with people and they might look at me like, why would you do that? I mean, that just makes no sense and, and everything is going really well. Why would you do that? Well, you know, and it would be very easy then when you're in that kind of decision making process to get confused and, you know, you're because you're listening to the opinions and the voices of other people, but God is not the author of confusion. And so sometimes he will just give me like a peace, a deep peace that I know is only from him, a peace that does not make sense because you know what? This is going really well, and I am bearing a lot of fruit in this particular area of my life. And so, you know what? Outwardly, it doesn't make sense, but I really have peace about making this decision. Another way that he might show me is through a message from somebody at church, like my pastor. And, you know, maybe the pastor doesn't know about an upcoming decision that I'm I'm making because... I I just want to interject really quick. Something about making decisions is it's really wise and I think very important to not be like casting your pearl before everybody, not like putting it out there to everybody and broadcasting it to everybody because then what you're doing is unknowingly inviting everybody else's voices and opinions to speak into that. And then that just creates, like I said, confusion because now you can't discern are they speaking, you know, is God using them to speak into my life or God, is this you? And ah, I just feel all this confusion. So I learned the hard way to not like broadcast it. I'm just keeping it close to my heart. I might share it with a couple of trusted people, of course, my husband, but that's about it. And so when I hear a, a message, for example, at church from my pastor, and it really speaks into this particular decision that I'm I'm making, I know then that that is God confirming to me because my pastor has no idea the decision that I have upcoming that I need to make. And so because he doesn't know that, he's not being influenced then, you know, because of a conversation or information that he has been given by me. And so I know that God is using him to speak to me. And I I just love that. Oh, that is so good. So those are just some examples of when I am praying, God, show me that this is you. God, show me this decision feels so weighty and I just need a confirmation from you. God gave signs in the Bible as a witness of him and his word. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. God gave signs in the Bible as a witness of him and his word. Signs should never be sought after more than the God of the signs and wonders. Let me repeat that. Signs should never be sought after more than the God of the signs and the and wonders. Romans chapter 1 verse 25 says that there will come a time that people will love and worship creation more than the creator. And so if I can humbly just speak into your life, 
don't put more emphasis on sign seeking and especially like things in creation above seeking the face of God. Seek him first and give him, give him time, give him space to show up in your life, to speak to you, to, to break through the noise, to, to bring that confirmation that you're seeking. I think that sometimes we get like, in such a hurry and we get like, we get, we start to feel panicky and we start to feel anxious, but you know what? God is not anxious and he's not in a rush. We are usually right. And so if we can, if we can begin to develop and train ourselves to sort of slow down, apply the brakes and give God the time and the space to speak into that upcoming decision, speak into whatever it is that's causing fear, man, he will do that because he wants to, because he loves you and he wants that for you. I often think the motive in seeking signs that would fall under an unbiblical manner is actually fear. Let me repeat that. I often think the motive in seeking signs that would fall under an unbiblical manner is actually fear. The very thing that we're talking about this week, fear of getting it wrong, fear of letting go, fear of making a mistake because they've made a mistake in the past in decisions, fear of the opinions of others, fear of not having what it takes, fear of, I don't know, maybe you can maybe list a few things, fill in the blank. But you know what? God wants to speak to you. Yes, you. God wants to speak to you. It is his desire for you that you know and hear his voice. I think that sign seekers are looking for confirmation and wisdom, which really is great and very biblical, but they need to be sought not in creation, but the creator. Again, give him time and the space to speak into it. And he will because he's faithful and he knows that sometimes our hearts just need that. So I want to give you just a few tips. Are you someone right now listening and you need wisdom? James chapter one, verse five tells us, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Are you someone listening today and you need direction? Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Are you listening today and you need some place to verbally process something? Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 20 says, Listen to wise counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. Like I said earlier, I open up, I open up an upcoming decision that feels kind of weighty to me to some trusted people, like, you know, one or two trusted friends and my husband that I know I trust them, you know, because I've logged some miles with them and, and they, I know that when they say they're going to pray about it, they will pray about it. And when they maybe feel like they are, you know, maybe just receiving something from the Lord and they just want to speak some truth into, into the situation. And maybe they can see that Susan 
I really think that you know that God is calling you to do that, but you're letting fear be your master and fear dictate your decision making. I sit up and take notice because you know what? I trust that wise counsel because like I said, I've logged miles with them and they know my heart. I've done some life with them. They know the message that I'm carrying. They know what God has called me to. And so I I welcome, I welcome their wise counsel in my life. Remember that God wants to speak to you through his word, which means then that we have to take the time to read it, doesn't it? We have to be intentional, right? Again, giving him the time and the space to speak to us, not rushing things, not just like skimming through something, but actually like pausing and allowing him to have the time and the space to speak to us. He wants to speak to you through prayer. And oftentimes, as much as we don't like waiting, he is speaking to us in the waiting. But you know what? (laughs) I think that so often we are so busy. Our lives are so busy and we are so easily distracted. Can I humbly encourage you this week, if this episode was for you and you are in the middle of like a weighty decision, or maybe it's not even a weighty decision, but you're just really struggling to stand up to fear. And you just feel like fear is, has been this loud, intimidating bully in your life. You know, can I humbly encourage you to set the phone down, turn off the TV, unbusy yourself for a little while. And I don't know, maybe set your alarm clock and get up a little bit earlier in the morning. Maybe go for a walk. It's gorgeous outside. Go out on a walk and just pray and seek the Lord and ask him to speak to you, to speak into that feeling of fear that you're having. Uh, what Whatever is creating that fear, ask him, invite him to speak into that, to embolden you in your faith, to encourage you and to remind you of what is true about him. God, come and write upon my heart and remind me of how faithful you are. Help me to remember and to recall All of the times in the past that you have come through for me, all of the times in the past that you have showed yourself faithful to me, all of the times that you've answered prayer, and God, help me to believe that you will do it again. Finally, I always encourage people to identify what the fear is. In other words, what exactly are you fearful about? When you can identify that, Not only can you come at it from that angle with biblical truth, but it allows you to pray more specific and targeted prayers. When you can identify exactly what you're afraid of, and maybe it's something that I, that I mentioned earlier, you know, maybe fear of getting it wrong, fear of letting go, fear of making a mistake because you recognize you've made mistakes in the past when making decisions or the fear of, of, of the opinions of other people, fear of not having what it takes or whatever it might be for you. If you can just like give yourself some space And maybe even in that space and that time, invite through prayer, the Holy Spirit to show you, show you, there's that word again, show me, show me 
what what it is that I am so afraid of. And when you can identify that, yes, you can come at it from that angle and you can come at it from that angle with the truth of God's word, biblical truth. So for example, maybe for you, you feel like God is is asking me to let go of, of something. I feel like he's actually moving moving me to another city. I, I feel like, you know, this job opportunity opened up for me in this other city. It has really great benefits. I mean, man, the work environment is healthy. Feels like it would be a really great fit. And I actually, underneath all of the fear, I feel really excited about it. But I'm a little, I'm a little afraid about moving to a different city because I have history here and this is where all my friends are and this is where I go to church. And if I move to this other city, I'm not going to have that. Well, I, that right there is identifying what it is that you feel afraid of. You're, you might be afraid of, well, what if I don't find another church? What if I, what if I don't make new friends? What if, what if my neighbors aren't, aren't very friendly? I had really great neighbors and really great relationships with my neighbors at, at that other location. What if I don't have that here? See that, how important and how empowering it is when you identify exactly what you're afraid of, then you can bring those specific fears to the Lord and allow him to speak into that through his word, through just spending time with him. And then not only after identifying what exactly it is that you are fearful of, you can then share that with those trusted people, that wise counsel in your life and allow them to speak into that and remind you of what is true. They're, they're going to be able to remind you and God will be able to remind you if you are specific in, you know what, this is what I'm afraid of. This is, I'm identifying, this is exactly what I'm afraid of. You know what, God is going to remind you that he created you for community and that he's not going to move you to another location and leave you isolated. He's not going to move you somewhere and allow you to be without community. Because that's not God's heart for you. He created you for community. He created you to be a part of the body of Christ. And so he's going to lead you into a new church that is going to welcome you and give you a warm embrace. And it's going to begin to feel like family. Will it take some time? Will you maybe have to visit a few churches before you find your new your new church home and your new family? Yeah, I mean, that's to be expected, but we don't have to be afraid of that. God is going before us. And in that particular example, he already sees you planted in that new church. He already sees you doing life with these new people and in this new community, thriving and enjoying fellowship and doing life with this new community of like-minded, faith-filled people. He already knows who they are and he is going to go before you and he's going to move things in, in position. He's going to, he's going to make things, make things happen where your lives intersect and you, you really begin to see, you know what? God, God is in this. I mean, God is in this. He is bringing people into my life. And I visited this church a couple of weeks ago and 
I actually kind of like it and I'm going to keep going there and I'm going to see if if this is really going to be a good fit. I can see myself like maybe volunteering there. I can see myself joining a life group. And so see what happens when we begin to reframe what we're afraid of. Man, I just am so I'm so big on, I feel so strongly about identifying exactly what it is we are afraid of, allowing yourself to just kind of sit in that and and just allowing through prayer, God, show me, speak to me through the power of your Holy Spirit. And once you can identify that, man, it just like... Um, it just can it can just really change the whole trajectory of of your decision making. Uh, it's so so good. And remember, remember while while you are reframing this and while you are working this out, remember that this is building trust. Trust in your God. This is where our trust is built. This is where our faith is strengthened. Is it stretching it? Is it uncomfortable? You bet it is. But you know what? Your faith is getting stronger and your the roots of your faith are going deeper. And you know, I just have to say too, that let's say for you, for example, you are maybe listening and and you feel like, man, Susan, you are like reading my mail. <laughs> um, first of all, this episode was not meant with anybody in mind. So if you feel like I'm reading your mail, that is God um, speaking to you through me because I have nobody in mind as I'm doing this episode. This is taken out of my own life, actually. So, you know, if you feel like you're in a decision-making process and you you feel like I I just need to I need to make a decision. I've prayed about it. I've sought the Lord, and I don't feel like He's necessarily giving me a hard no or a hard yes. You know, sometimes it's just like being willing to take that risk and step out, put one foot out, um, maybe put one foot in front of the other and step out to find out. And here's the thing. You maybe have have made mistakes in decision making in your past, and that maybe is the fear that is holding you back. But you know what? Can you reframe that? And and can you begin to trust the Lord that he allows U-turns? God allows U-turns and we can actually learn from our mistakes. And if you step out and you realize, you know what, I just don't think that God is in this. You can you can go to the Lord with that and you can say, you know what, I see that actually I stepped out ahead of you. God, forgive me for that and help redirect me. Show me the way that you actually want me to go. I trust you and I'm I'm going to follow you. Just show me what you want me to do. He allows U-turns. There's there's grace here, okay? It's it's not over. It's it's not over, okay? So we can learn from our our mistakes. We can learn from our regrets. Regret doesn't have to have the final word in your life. And when we fail at something, in Christ, we fail forward, not in totality. In other words, you may you may have failed at something, but that doesn't mean that you're a failure because failure is in no and is nowhere in your identity in Christ. In Christ, we fail forward. In other words, I learn from it, and it helps me to develop some character. It helps me to build trust. It's it helps me to strengthen my faith. I learn from it. Okay, so if you're fear if you're fearful of failure, man, reframe that and understand that in Christ, failure 
is is not the end of your story. It's not over. All right. I hope that this week's episode was encouraging for you. I hope that you feel just spurred on in your faith and a little bit more emboldened in your faith to stand up to fear and put fear in its place and say, you know what? I may be afraid, but I know that God is in this. And so I'm going to do it afraid. And I'm championing you forward, sister. Next week, we're going to be talking about being unevenly yoked. In other words, it's going to be all about the relationships in our lives and who we are aligned to. Because you know what? Who your inner circle is and who you're doing life with, it matters. And I believe that God has something really great for for you uh, next week in that episode. Because like I said earlier, God created you for community and he wants you surrounded by the right ones. So with that, have a great rest of your week and I will catch you right back here next time. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.